Lord Jesus, good morning. Thank you for this beautiful, cool morning that you've blessed us with. And again, I just ask you to help us recalibrate uh, as we come together for the leaders that are on the call today, uh, right now, and leaders that will listen later, that you will uh, supernaturally be with all of us uh, right now. And just again, I thank you for Jake. I thank you for his leadership in the community. I thank you for his leadership with us. Um, and I just, again, I ask your Holy Spirit to speak through him to us. Uh, just prepare us for uh, loving each other well today and uh, loving your people well. In Jesus' name, amen. Jake Wenstrip, good morning. Morning, Jerry. Thanks for having me on this morning. Thanks for, thanks for leading again. Yeah, so this morning, I'm just going to share something I, I'm feeling like when Paul talks about he was speaking in his words, he was trembling and things didn't make sense at times. And maybe that's how it'll be this morning. But I think this to me has been a prophetic word for this time um, as we're dealing with this pandemic. And I, I just felt led to share it with you. So um, it's, it's not um, crisply prepared as a, a teaching, but I think it's from the Lord. So um, I'd rather have that than, uh, than my words sound good. So this morning, I'm going to read out of two books, Hebrews chapter 12, and then Haggai um, chapter two. Um, and here's the, here's the, the verse that struck me is in Hebrews 12. And it struck me because I was sitting outside my, um, the same porch that I'm sitting on this morning and I'm looking at the same trees I was looking at when, when this happened and I was sitting out here and a giant gust of wind came through and it, um, the trees that I'm looking at across the street, I have no idea what kind of trees they are. Um, I'm sure someone does, but came through and blew wind blew these trees. And I saw as the trees got shaken up, there were all these, you know, the spinny whirly things that come down Mm -hmm. from the trees that fall to the ground after the trees um, were hit by the wind. And for some reason, it, it hit my brain, shaken, mm. this word shaken. And, I, and for some, some reason, something in my spirit said, you got you to gotta open your Bible. It's, it's in there somewhere. And I was mm -hmm. trying to remember as so I Googled around, and it led me to Hebrews 12. Um, and this is where this word shaken is in, is in God's word. Hebrews chapter 12, starting in verse 25. See to it that you do not refuse him who speaks. If they did not escape when they refused him who warned them on earth, how much less will we if we turn away from him who warns us from heaven? At that time, his voice shook the earth, but now he has promised, once more I will shake not only the earth, but also, but also the heavens. The words once more indicate the removing of what can be shaken, that is, created things, so that what cannot be shaken may remain. Oh. Oh. Once more I will shake not only the earth, but also the heavens. So that, to indicate the removing of what can be shaken, that is, created things, so that what cannot be shaken may remain. We've been shaken. Oh. It's, I, I, I don't think anyone would disagree with me that there's lots of stuff in your personal life, in your business, um, in your friendships that have been shaken. Uh -huh. um, 
But according to God's word, this shaking is not without a purpose. Mm-hmm. The shaking is destructive and it's difficult, but it's, it's not purposeless. Um, and so when I was reading through this word from the Lord, I thought, I looked and Hebrews 12 was actually quoting um, from the book of Haggai, um, which I'm sure is what you read weekly, at least. Uh, (laughs) Haggai chapter two, I had to go back and remind myself that was a book again. Uh, So I headed back to Haggai chapter two. um, And if you read starting in, in verse four, I'll, I'll share this piece. But the book of Haggai is actually, um, it's a prophetic book, but it, it's after the, the Jews have returned from exile and returned to build, rebuild the city of Jerusalem. Um, but they're so disappointed that it doesn't look like what they expect it's going to look like. Mm-hmm. Um, they're building this new temple and it looks nothing like Solomon's temple. And, and you'll see in chapters one and two that there are, Um, people that used to see Solomon's temple and they're saying, what's the point? What we're building is a fraction of um, what I remember the temple to be for the, for those who had lived that long. Um, And what, what God ends up saying to them in chapter two is this starting in verse four, be strong. All you people of the land declares the Lord and work for I am with you declares the Lord Almighty. This is what I covenanted with you when you came out of Egypt, and my spirit remains among you. Do not fear. This is what the Lord Almighty says. In a little while, I will once more shake the heavens and the earth, the sea and the dry land. I will shake all nations. What is desired by all nations will come, and I will fill this house with glory, says the Lord Almighty. The silver is mine and gold is mine, declares the Lord Almighty. The glory of this present house will be greater than the glory of the former house, says the Lord Almighty. And in this place, I will grant peace. God tells them to be strong and to work, not because the temple was going to look good. It was going to be tiny. But he tells them to work, for I am with you. And maybe you're sitting on this call this morning, you're saying, man, I'm just trying to rebuild the fraction that's left in my business. What's the point? Yeah. You know, uh, maybe you're saying, I'm trying to rebuild, you know, what's going on with my family from a loss that I've had. What's the point? There's no way it could ever be nearly as big or as enjoyable as it was before all of this hit. What's the point? Mm-hmm. But the point is, is is never what you can see. It's who's telling you to go. And that's what Haggai chapter two says. It says, be strong and work for I am with you. Um, a person is with you and he's telling you that he has a plan that you can't understand. So I hope this morning, if you're trying to rebuild something um, that looks like, man, it won't even be a fraction of what it was before that you're encouraged that the Lord is with you.
and the Lord is telling you that he has a plan. Um, I am convinced that that's what happened here because I thought of, as I read Haggai, so okay, Hebrews 12 connects back to Haggai chapter two, but there's another shaking in, in the Bible. I just can't figure it out. I can't put my finger on it. And I thought about it for a day or two. And I remembered what happened when, when Jesus actually died. Uh, Matthew 27 verses 50 through 54. When Jesus had cried out in a loud voice, he gave up his spirit. At that moment, the curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. The earth shook, the rock split, and the tombs broke open. The bodies of many holy people who had died were raised to life. They came out of the tombs after Jesus' resurrection, went into the holy city, and appeared to many people. When the centurion and those with him who were guarding Jesus saw the earthquake and all that had happened, they were terrified and exclaimed, Surely he was the Son of God. I'm sure that when God told the people in, in the book of Haggai that he was going to shake the earth, they couldn't understand that this is what would, would end up happening. I'm sure that when, when um, they had these prophetic promises that, that God would provide, that they didn't think that God would provide through a man becoming flesh and living a really normal life until he had three years of ministry and was murdered by their religious leaders. Mm -hmm. um, but that is how all of us today have new life in Christ. That's how all of us have encountered hope when we deserved none. Um, and I was encouraged that when I look at some things in my own work with Young Life in our city, they need to be rebuilt and they look tiny or they need, you know, they need work that feels like a lot of work to redo that I have no hope in the world that has been shaken and hopefully destroyed. But if I'm looking to a God who says work and be strong for I am with you and I, and I, um, and in, and I'm accompanied by a God who does things that I could never think of, who rescues things um, that I think are impossible to rescue, that I have hope um, that when I look at Jesus's death on the cross, if I was one of his disciples, I would see defeat. Uh -huh. But in fact, that same moment Jesus was achieving the greatest victory in the history of the universe. So when you, when you hear this word from the Lord, I, I hope that you are able to look at the things that you've lost and let them go. I hope you're able to grieve those things. And then I hope you're able to look at maybe the things you have left and to entrust them to the Lord. There is absolutely no way that you can put the pieces back together logically that will make those things work. But God is able to put things together in a way that doesn't make sense. He's able to win when things should be lost, just the same way that he did on the cross. And so as I look 
again this morning at the trees across the street, I'm reminded that when the trees were shaken, the, the little whirly things that fall to the ground, whatever they're called, I sound so scientific. Sorry, I have an accounting degree. <laughs> uh, when, when those little whirly things fell to the ground, they're actually seeds. And if the, if the wind never came and shook those trees, new life never would come out of those trees. So I hope that you're encouraged this morning that only in the goodness of our God do we have hope that when things are shaken, that unshakable things would remain. Our God does not shake things without a purpose. He knows the pain that comes with shaking things. Um, and he's, he has empathy for all of us in that but he has a greater purpose. So I pray that you would be encouraged this morning that um, God will build a greater house in the midst of destruction um, because he is good and he is faithful. Good, Jake. Jake, that's good. I, I just wrote a, a note and I, you know, you've got on this call, you've got a bunch of leaders and, and leaders are thinkers and they're doers. And it's really difficult. This has been a common uh, message that many of you guys have shared um, is that, you know, when you're shaken and you don't understand the part, like maybe you do understand the purpose, maybe you're shaken. Maybe I've been shaken in some ways, Jake, and I do understand the purpose. Um, however, there's a bunch of ways that I've been shaken recently that I don't understand the purpose. And it's a great reminder for me this morning that I don't have to understand the purpose. It's, it's great because I'm a control freak. It's great if I do understand the purpose, but it's also great for me not to understand the purpose, but for me to have faith and hope in the Lord. So I appreciate that reminder this morning. Uh, appreciate you, Jake. Will you uh, pray and launch us into the rest of our, our Wednesday here? Yeah, I'd love to. Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on me and on my brothers and sisters on this call this morning. That's what we need today. We need grace and thank, thank you that you give it freely, Lord. I pray that um, today we would be motivated by our freedom in Christ, not by our need to accomplish. And um, Lord, I pray that we would fully trust in you today um, and that we would know that when we feel some destruction, um, that you are with us and you have a purpose and that we would lean completely on you today, Father. Thank you for these men and women, for the way they lead. I pray that they would know that they have a spirit of power, love, and sound mind, not one of timidity, and that they would lead today out of your grace and mercy. We love you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Love you, Jake. Well done. Thanks, Jerry.